Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Grains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined by Sarge. Just like the software is telling me, actual Sarge is higher quality. I don't know if I believe that. Mm. In the mysterious hell. Hello, my beautiful babies. I'm also uh, skeptical. Press X to doubt. Mash on that <laughs> X button. Doubt. <laughs> Not to say that you're lower quality. I feel like all of our quality is probably about as as like we, as we're putting it out there. As delivered, yeah. 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 We are neither overrated nor underrated. We are appropriately rated. We are, yeah. we are, yep. Prepare to be whelmed, audience. Oh, man. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> this is just right, audience. You know what yeah. I mean? This porridge, <laughs> fucking perfectly temperatured. <laughs> Not getting mauled by any bears today. Nope. <laughs> I, mean, I don't, I, I just remember, like, the, the voice L used there reminded me of a bit we had a million years ago where me and L somehow became incredibly famous because we came, we were podcasting slash YouTube trebuchet enthusiasts who very much hated catapults. And that was just like our thing when we would come up on stage and be like, who hates catapults? The crowd would just roar in approval. And then we'd be like, yeah, trebuchets. That is the projectile weapon of choice in the Middle Ages. A bit, a bit that even I don't remember. <laughs> it was it was a thing that we were just we were just totally on team trebuchet for reasons I don't remember. But it was I mean, for the record, I do still love a trebuchet. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a I don't ballista. like hate a catapult. I'm a ballista but... man myself, mostly I've... because video games are frequently lazy and you get catapults instead of trebuchets. Yeah, <laughs> and, just, you know. I'm a big fan of the halfway point between a cannon and a bow. <laughs> The ballista is, it's a solid third option. I think you could potentially, like, your ballista-based media empire could have a kayfabe <laughs> feud with our trebuchet media empire, and then we could all make up and sell merchandise based off our piece of cord and just grow the pie higher. I think my favorite piece of siege weaponry is probably just, like, the battering ram. Just because I love the idea of it's just like, okay, you like 80 guys or however many it takes to lift this huge fucking ram. Like, you're all on ram duty. And it's like, oh, a death sentence. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just we, like, do we get shot to death as we're doing the ram? Or do we successfully break through the gates and then get immediately the cut down through. by the guys yeah. waiting there with their bows and their swords and yeah. their bombs and their guns and their guns and their bombs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Are, are we either the first ones through the wall and thusly almost assuredly dead, or are we just killed not breaching the wall? Great. Either way, totally. Like the guy in the front of the shield line, where you see the cavalry running towards you, and you're just like, ah, yes, it's time for me to fulfill my duty of being trampled to death by these horses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you gotta really, you gotta really believe in the cause that you're fighting for. Uh, yeah. Except most people weren't in a position where they could, and even if they didn't, it was like, fuck you, buddy. But here's here's the shield. Yeah, that's why you're on the front line there, dickhead. <laughs> Yeah. You play ball. I guess I guess if you were a French surf, your options were die trampled to death by this horse in a, a pike or die from the plague. So See dude, the French the French are like more than a lot of other people figured out the third option is to just like literally just be like, Hey, there's more of us in them. Let's just kill them. <laughs> Let's just kill them and instill it like and then we'll put some of us in those positions and then, you know, a few generations down the line their offspring will be the ones in power that get guillotined. <laughs> and the cycle continues. 
I mean, yeah, France, I mean, I know France has been around for like forever, but since the French Revolution, they're on like the Fifth Republic now. France is not known for being tolerant of their governments. Dude, they're always protesting too. Those people yeah. are just, those people are never complacent, you know? I mean, oh, you gotta no. give them that. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world when QAnon or right-wing media is like, there's massive protests in France this weekend. Why is nobody covering it? It's because there's always massive protests in France on the weekend. Every weekend over some shit. They're just like, we don't like the condition of our roads. Shut everything down. (laughs) It's like, yup. It's time for the weekend protest here in Paris. Same as it ever was. And, you know, it's easy for Ura Americans who don't, like, pay attention to the news to think about how bad could it be. You know, it's a French protest because the French are frequently portrayed as weak. But I've seen a lot of footage of them just, like, hitting a cops with a Molotov cocktail. Like, <laughs> it's a good thing those guys have big riot shields because sometimes they get hit directly by the Molotov and become on fire very quickly. <laughs> I like when their firefighters were protesting. So the firefighters were fighting the cops. And that was interesting. Just a hot first responder on first responder violence. Just bam. We said let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> they were throwing them off. I like the cigarette on the ashes of the city. And then they, they had no recourse because it's like, well, you're on fire. And this is very much a problem of your own making. Like, I don't know what you did to piss off the firefighters, but yeah, generally they're, they're everybody pro- likes them over the cops. And they're probably not going to put you out now that you're on fire. They're the specialists in doing that. I would, that I would imagine you. no. Your yeah. chance is being put out very low. Yeah. If the firefighters are the one putting you on fire. Yes. <laughs> well, it becomes like the cool, like um, a weird fact. They're firefighters, but now they're fighting with fire, not against yeah. fire. They've gone to the other side of fire. They're now fire's ally and not fire's enemy. I, like, isn't that- we didn't start the fire. No, we didn't light it, but we're also currently not obligated to fight it. Yes. <laughs> they're, fighter, the... they're fire agnostics at this point. <laughs> they're, they're hitting it, they're, we're hitting it with our hardest thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it's not working. Damn. <laughs> it's so weird. That'd be great. I just, I just want like a fucking, a big, like, you know, Catholicism themed fire truck to show up and a bunch of guys dressed like like cardinals mixed with firefighters come out and they just all start like praying, like just rubbing their hands together and going and just like hoping the fire goes away. You want, you want Catholicism themed uh, fire truck. eh? Do I have the board miniature game for you? Don't worry. We'll save you Notre Dame. (laughs) Surely the Lord will hear our prayers. It's called Warhammer 40 K and they have sisters of battle and they are all, Catholicism themed firefighters. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Games Workshop. Stop trying to make 40k happen. 40k is never going to happen. Like <laughs> 40k is currently happening about as much as I th- I feel like culture can tolerate it. And l- Lord knows they're trying to make that not true. But I just don't think I don't think the masses are ready for the level of goofy shit that 40k has to offer. I just they, don't. They are probably not. Henry Cavill uh, is our torchbearer. And with that show, hey, look, comes I love out, Henry Cavill. Hilarious, but at this point, it's pretty clear that the only thing that could get it over the hump is an incredibly well-produced, animated television show with high-quality writing and some sort of like very appealing art art style, like a like an mm. Arcane. You know, because I also didn't give a fuck about League of Legends, but once Arcane dropped, I was just like, dude, this show is litty titty, and now I know all of these League of Legends characters, kind of. And you know, <laughs> but but bully for me and bully for them. Way, way to way to crush that IP, guys! You did, you really did it. They did. 
But I don't think some like chunky 40k like live action thing where some like guy in what looks like a military football uniform shows up, takes off his helmet, it's Henry Cavill, and he goes, "Time to kill space bugs." <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah," because they they tried that with the Halo TV show, which is a much stronger brand, and it failed very bad. Uh, I can't argue with you in that it's a stronger brand, but it was uh, a very bad show. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, but I mean, I like you know all your all your hopes for it aside, because Lord knows I know you love Warhammer 40k. But all of your hopes yeah. aside, if you were to shake a crystal ball and say, "Hey, live action Warhammer 40k show that's coming," is it going to be any good? I feel like historically <laughs> the answer is much more likely to be fucking no. Are you serious? <laughs> uh, yeah, I oh I don't have high hopes. I'm 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 still gonna interested. watch it. Yeah, I'm pot- I mean, I'm going to watch that Twisted Metal show for at least an episode or two as well. That thing looks like <laughs> fucking hard-taught trash. Yeah. Ain't you a tall glass of water. I'm more of a Hawaiian punch. Yeah. yeah. God. I, I, I do like how they got, like, a big, like, like muscle fat, like, accurate actor to play Sweet Tooth. And then they were just like, okay, but we're just going to put Will Arnett's voice over him. Yeah. It Which like- is terrible, because Samoa Joe is actually, like, a really good promo guy in wrestling. So I don't know why he didn't get to do the voice as, as well as the body. And it's so hard to act over someone else's voice. Like, he's trying, but, like, he just has to make extra big gestures in that. And it looks so awkward also out of out of all the car combat they showed you from the twisted metal thing in, in that trailer what was your favorite part yeah mine was the part where they didn't show any of it they were just yeah. like hey, hey you, know, you know what everybody's favorite part of twisted metal was when sweet tooth fought the falcon from marvel comics inside of an abandoned casino it was lit everybody loved it <laughs> yes the yeah. greatest part okay vamping over let's get to the real show it's boosh time <laughs> it's time for a light sampling of insanity get ready for the amuse bush. And to borrow a phrase, don't worry, baby birds. We we know what you want. It's probably the whole news segment. So yeah, uh, yeah. But we'll first, we have there. to talk about we have to travel back in time to a few days ago and retread the interminable news cycle that was the awesome. air quality. Ooh, the air quality in New York, man. Remember when that smoke came in and uh, anybody with a fucking camera, which is to say, literally everyone on Earth decided to take pictures of from New York and be like, whoa, look how orange it is. Uh, well, it turns out that I guess uh, that was, th- 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 there was sinister, there was a sinister hand at play. Ooh, Mike, was there? What, what, what was the sinister hand of fate the sweeping over the, the New York City skyline and going, ooh, look at the Diablo marketing. I'm so clever. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Big Diablo was definitely involved in this. But on top of them, was the fact that this was not climate change. 100% not climate change, because climate change is fake and bullshit. No. What okay. this was, Got it. was uh, Soros-funded arsonists and other fanatical leftists just arsoning the shit out of the Canadian wilds in order to generate that sweet, sweet Canadian smoke that could rush into the north, the northeast of America and blighten the skies of New York with in order to then indoctrinate the sheeple into caring about air quality and thusly caring about climate change and thusly passing the draconian laws that will crush American industry and institute global communism and bring about the one world government. Do you remember the opening, L? you remember the opening to Captain Planet where they were just like needlessly making pollution seemingly for no reason? Is that? Yeah, what, uh, is, I mean, that, that was exactly, I think that was Duke Nukem's whole deal. 
It was just, uh, just like, fuck the planet. Just burn it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lunatic who hates nature. <laughs> I'm made of radiation. Is that what was happening now? There's just, Soros is just up there just making smoke for no reason. Well, just it's the-, the reason is to get everybody scared that climate change is real when it mm, isn't. Okay. And then it's literally a false flag via firestorms that are being created by the deep state in order to uh, trick the sheep into voting for the Democrats <laughs> so they can pass the Green New Deal and crush America's capitalist economy with our communist renewable energy but and all that other bad stuff. the fucking smoke. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, Mike, I think if it's literally anything, it's literally a smokescreen. <laughs> yes. Let me go yes. to the program, guys. Come on, that's right on time. It, 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 it's so on the nose that I, I'm, I'm afraid to break your bubble, Mike Reigns, but you're obviously a stupid fucking moron uh, for believing in that. That's a stupid thing for you or anybody else to believe because what's really happening is that the they're using the wildfire as an excuse to disseminate the particles that interact with the vacuna to start to manipulate our DNA. This is oh. the, the, this is this was the moment. No, oh, this was a thing I saw on some corner of the internet. Like this, like when this floated around, I saw. I like I read somebody poking poking fun at this conspiracy theory that the wildfire smoke contained the secret, like that you know the, the the part B to the part A that was the vaccine shot, and now oh buddy, get ready for everyone to turn into. Teenage mutant into style mutant animal hybrids or whatever. Like that it's coming. You said vacuna, and I thought you meant hoo ha. So no, that's that's vacuna. Oh, okay. that's you an easy to make though. Yeah, it's partially it's partially because of my dialect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, no. Yeah, but you don't want to get like like vacuna matata. That's like, hey, I'm happy that you did the right thing. Vacuna matata. Like you don't want to just throw that out there. <laughs> Yeah, especially not on the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, you know, in some places that means you're looking for a for a certain kind of place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's the same as tapping your foot under the stall door, which is great because that's like a mystery box, like that, like that. That was just a test that all of you needed to take, and depending on where your mind went when I said that, that determines your own prejudices. <laughs> yeah, that's not on. That's not on me. That was that's a, that was a mystery you. box that that that's just for you. Nobody could judge you because it's just inside of your shit. own ears right now. But I just said a certain type of place, and then if your mind went to like a furry bondage thing, or like a weird swiggers club, uh, or maybe just a place where people touch each other, and you watch, that's on you. What are those called? <laughs> the touchy uh, I, mean, I wouldn't know. That's not my bag. Okay. That's why I don't go to strip clubs. Yeah. It's, it's also why I don't like throw money at the window of bakeries or whatever. Like, I'll give you the money when I'm eating that. You know, that's. And I've had this conversation with many people bouncing outside of strip clubs. <laughs> you know what I mean, bud? I'll give it a... Yeah, that's right. The, do- yeah. the dog gets it. <laughs> the dog understands. The dog gets it. The dog's on your side. Thank you, dog. <laughs> Tip your waitress. Anyway. Boom. Uh, so, yeah, at least two different conspiracies over this uh, air quality thing, which a lot of people on Twitter, like, so I was annoyed by how much this was on Twitter. I fucking hated having to read about this all day. But yeah, at the Twitter beginning, so when people were right now. getting in there quickly and making their good point or taking their funny pictures, like, because, you know, I, I must have seen, like, a hundred different people with that Diablo picture floating around there. It's like, we get it. It happened. It's funny. Like, but somebody's already posted that. Like, you're not doing anything new. Uh, anyway, some people make good points, which is to say that people on the West Coast or people that are, like, closer to Canada to begin with 
like this is nothing new to them they're just like oh yeah big fucking wildfire smoke because canada's policy for this is to just like hey if the if the forest is on fire you like just kind of let it do its thing it's the like the, like you know forest is gonna be on fire sometimes that's just the way it goes and uh the only time anybody was clutching their pearls this time was because the weather pattern took it to new york city where a bunch of pearl clutchers live and then they all got their pearls out and put them on and then clutched them very tightly. You mean uh, with one hand while taking photos with the other. I just be like, dude, it's like Mars. Yeah, I get and, it. And, and then like Photoshop- Mars all day. Shut up. Yep. Right. And then and then photoshopping Godzilla into it and all that. That fun was stuff. great the first time I saw it. So good the first time I saw it. The, <laughs> yeah, the first time I saw so uh, there was a TikTok lady came outside in New York and she had dressed up like she was on Dune and <laughs> Yeah, the, oh, music. that was great. Yeah, with, yeah. with the music score over it and everything. Yeah. Again, the music yeah, really that, choice. And I didn't see a lot of people making that joke, but a lot of the other jokes like got made that people were stealing it or just reposting it like ad nauseum or whatever. And don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, I'm not like a fun killer or anything, but it's just, it was all day with this shit. And especially <laughs> the people that were like taking it extra serious, who was just like, oh my God, being out with this is like smoking six cigarettes. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. That's not that many cigarettes. And also, like, what are you going to do? It's a wildfire. Like, who are you looking to blame here? Like, I mean, sure. Like, you, like yes, climate change is a real thing. Tell your friends. Yes. But aside from that, just put your mask on and just grin and bear it. Like, it's smoke. And, <laughs> and, the, and the real problem with cigarettes is that they're addictive, not that smoking a few of them is bad for you. No one went through the, the air of New York and is now suddenly addicted to breathing, like, soot-filled air. Like, oh, man, it's more that soot I don't know, air. man. One of those people who ripped off that Godzilla photo and posted it and got huge engagement numbers, you're probably just like, damn, I wish that every day was Orange New York Day. I could steal so many memes. <laughs> I can steal so many photos and not credit the original person and post it and have hundreds of thousands of people just be like, you're so witty and clever. And you can be like, thanks, I'm on SoundCloud or thanks, I'm on OnlyFans. And it's just like, no, we're not interested in either of those things right and now. And if but. you want days that look red or orange like that, you get a couple a year in uh, Iraq. They can just go over there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and sometimes they're like much more intense than that. That shit is like, nu- like that is like nuclear red. Like we are inside yeah. the containment room and the alarms are going off red. It's crazy. Yeah. Everything's crazy, though. I mean, if I went outside right now, it was orange. I'd be like, oh, shit. And I'd be like, crazy. Maybe I should take a picture of this. And then uh, I would say that picture to my closest friends. I would be up on Twitter and just be like, look, it's one of a thousand photos. I don't know why this stuck in my CrossFit bad. I'm sorry, audience. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, more importantly, it's a very bold stroke for the new Soros to initiate. Either that or it's the last master stroke of the old Soros because apparently the evil empire is changing hands. Mike Reigns, what do we know about the new Soros? Uh, the new Soros is Alex Soros, one of George Soros' sons. And George Soros has made it official that he is moving his, uh, well, the, the way the media headline frames it, his empire, the Soros empire, is being bequeathed from George to his son, Alex. And now Alex Soros is in charge of what they claim Everything. is a toy. Yeah, oh yeah, he runs the world. He absolutely <laughs> runs the world. So um Soros is they, they stated that his Soros' net worth is like six point seven billion dollars. So he's really not that big of a billionaire when you yeah, really, wait, get really? that's seriously it. I mean don't get me wrong, that's obviously enough money where you should be guillotined, but like Yeah, that that's not fuck you money. That's fuck me money. Like yeah. holy shit. And but but they say the Open Societies Project, which is Soros's big, uh, that's the big thing that he uses to donate money to these organizations. 
that try to basically get liberals and leftists elected, which makes Soros evil and bad. Because when you become a multi-billionaire, you are supposed to give your money to right-wing groups so that they can elect conservatives and neo-Nazis to power. And any billionaire who actually goes the other way is a class traitor and a monster of the highest order that needs to be shunned. So um, QAnon had been talking literally for a few weeks about how uh, I haven't confirmed this yet, but uh, I'm hearing that George Soros is dead. And like that, uh, our boy Greg Phillips from True the Vote was one of the first people to, <laughs> to promote the Soros is dead narrative and then never got it confirmed because he's just a fucking liar who just likes lying on the Internet. And. Now we have officially confirmed that George is alive, but also uh, because he's moved the family uh, business to the next generation, QAnon and everybody else can take a deep sigh of relief because they can continue hating the Soros name for decades to come because now they have a new evil Soros and Alex Soros is like 37. So he's going to be around for forever. He's going to be, he, your grandkids will grow up hating Alex Soros. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible. You're going to get, you're going to have such a good time raging against this very rich person who is also Jewish. Not that that matters to you guys at all. Winky wink, but yeah. So this is our leftist boogeyman maintaining boogeyman status in perpetuity. Alex Jones and all the rest of these assholes are so happy. They're so thrilled. <laughs> yeah, they're they're pretty excited. Yeah. But it doesn't actually it doesn't actually change the the status quo at all. It's just what 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 one guy who is already a billionaire is just more billionaire and one old guy is also still a billionaire and he's just not doing anything anymore. Oh, the the only thing that has happened is people are posting screenshots of alleged things on social media, which I have not um, uh, sourced the veracity of these claims. So since they're QAnon promoters, I don't believe them at all. But there's, I saw a few uh, quotes from Alex Soros that were like, Alex Soros plays to be even more politically active than his father. Cause they're just like, Oh man, now we want to get even angrier at this guy. So he's going to even worse than his dad. Oh, as if that's <laughs> even possible. How could you be worse than George Soros? But Alex is going to try. So they're, they're trying to get the, the hate engine going early. Although because Alex is uh, like uh, Gen X, basically. I mean, he's a young guy. The whole thing of, oh, yeah, Soros was a Nazi that was helping to round up the Jewish people in World War II and all that bullshit. That kind of goes by the wayside now. They have to make up new generational slander against Alex because... Also, they uh, love Nazis. They, they need to get their story straight about how they feel about Nazis. Can't love and hate Nazis. Oh, they they do. They mm. both love and hate Nazis. There's. I mean, I know, I know that they that that is the that oh, those are the plates that they spin. But that seems like insane. How, how can anybody buy into that? Come on, you it, can't take somebody seriously when they love and hate a Nazi. You just hate a Nazi, <laughs> or you are a Nazi. It really is all you're saying. It's so funny, but I see these same people that are talking about Holocaust denial, and you know, Hitler wasn't actually really the bad guy in World War II. And then, like three posts later on their on their Truth Social feed, it's how is America okay with giving these Ukrainian Nazis all this money? They're so bad, and they're Nazis. And it's just like, <laughs> weren't you apologizing for Hitler like five minutes ago? Do what? What's going? 
are modern day Nazis bad, but the historical Nazis were actually good? Please fucking explain your pretzel logic. Come on. Yeah, man. Nazi- Nazism evolves over time, man. It becomes hip and with it and current. It's recent. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like those like new age rock churches. Where they're just like, come on in, man. We've got free Wi-Fi. We're cranking the tunes. Would you like a latte and also to talk about Jesus Christ? Or in this case, <laughs> Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, let's uh, let's move on uh, from Adolf Hitler to a real criminal, <laughs> Joe Biden. Oh. Uh, and uh, we, like, you know, we, 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 we're real liberal guys here, but we're not above reporting on the news as it cuts both ways. Uh, so imagine my surprise this week to learn that there was some pretty irrefutable smoking gun evidence of a Biden bribe scandal from Ukraine. Oh, my God. It's so obvious and it's uh, so totally uh, real uh, and they have the evidence of it. Uh, yeah. Mike Reigns, talk to us more about this juicy, legitimate evidence that's totally real. Yes. So much like what happened with uh, the public, uh, the public access tape where Trump uh, access Hollywood tape where Trump talked about grabbing him by the pussy. And then a few hours later, suddenly WikiLeaks is just bombing the Podesta emails down and trying to change the narrative from anything. The horrible thing Trump said to literally some shit about Hillary that ended up leading to fucking Pizzagate and all that nonsense. Uh, after the Trump indictments, which we will get to in a little bit, suddenly out of nowhere, all this reporting came out that there was, quote unquote, 17 recordings. Of course, it was the fucking number 17. It was 17 recordings that this guy had uh, talking to Biden, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden about bribes, about financial exchanges they were going to be having and how this guy was going to like give the Bidens lots of money in exchange for all sorts of crimey crime that he was totally going to commit. And Biden was just like, you know what I love accepting is massive bribes while vice president. There's nothing Joe Biden likes more than that. And we've had a bunch of Republican elected officials and all kinds of other people coming out of the woodwork to be like, oh, my God, like, this is truly the most incredible, like, actual documented evidence you could ever imagine. We've totally got him now. Like, the Bidens are going down this time for sure. And then uh, today, I believe, uh, Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, was asked about these uh, video, this recordings. And he's like, we're not even sure if they're real. We're 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 digging into it we're we're looking we're we're gonna see but (laughs) suffice it to say right now we're we're not sure but uh we're hopeful we are hopeful that the recordings will be found and that they will be verified and then boy howdy we'll have sleepy joe this time we'll finally have caught him (laughs) yeah we'll finally we finally got him this time we got him when he had documents next to his corvette that he immediately turned over like yeah, yeah. <laughs> these probably shouldn't be here. Here you go. Here's all yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I, I'm game. So, ha, have they released this? Like, where's the tape? I want to listen to it. Do I have to go to Joe Biden's SoundCloud? You probably will. Uh, the actual quote from Ron Johnson was, "We really don't. We don't really know whether the tapes exist. I mean, we just don't know that. <laughs> whether this was just a bluff on their part of whoever the executive was, we think it was Makila." Uh, Kolansky, just absolutely aggressively Eastern European name that I'm just butchering, the CEO, the corrupt oligarch, but we don't really know. So maybe he was bluffing. We don't know. So hey. they, have, they have exactly as much evidence of this as I do of Bigfoot and Mothman. 
Yes, about that much. Only you don't have a propaganda arm like Fox News to broadcast. Sarge locates Bigfoot. And yeah. Just have yeah, well, on- I mean, they've got as much evidence as anybody has on Trump, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're the same. In fact, I feel like it's probably time that we start talking about what evidence may or may not exist against Mr. Donald Trump in our headline news segment, which is going to be 30 fucking minutes of just talking about Donald Trump. <laughs> From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Trump! <laughs> Yum. Uh, I should lean backwards from the mic to hopefully not whammy our listeners too much with that. But God, I hate talking about this fucking buffoon. Oh uh, my God. You and Tucker Carlson both. and But uh, uh, you, unlike Tucker, understand the nightmare that is America and that Trump is never going away. Whereas Tuck Tuck, on the, in the days before January 6th, or by the inauguration, was like, just a few more days and Trump's yesterday's news and we'll never have to deal with him again. And it's like, oh, really? Oh, really, Tucker? That's that's your laser-like focus on the American political landscape. You really thought that, you absolute rube. Until he took national defense secrets and showed them to Kid Rock and then put them on a fucking stage uh, for months at a time. And they were like, Yeah, but you little... don't have any first-hand account of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, Sarge, don't. I, but... What I do have is as much evidence as I have a Bigfoot and that I have several photos, several <laughs> very real photos. Only that joke fell apart because these photos are real. Uh, and they're also not blurry. They're very, yes. they're very crystal clear. They're Except very clear they're photos of crime. Because the things in the documents are so secret. You know what else is incredibly legitimate? All of those text messages they have from people just being like, hey, a crime is afoot. Oh, my God, a crime? Yes, a crime. Well, then we should probably do something about the crime. I'm nervous about the crime. <laughs> so I, I was a little unclear on this. Did he? Did Trump have legal representation at this indictment? My understanding is... All his he got lawyers. there at the goal line, from what I yes. understand. Yeah, he, oh, okay. he got he got a lawyer that was that was allowed to represent him at the arraignment, the last possible second. <laughs> how, Imagine how, at like some, some some sweaty Tampa lawyer shows up, like so <laughs> reeking of like you know like stripper, butt, and just like shows up, and bitch, just like like ad. And, yeah, and, and no, I mean, and she's just like, sorry, I just got off of my shift because <laughs> she, she she strips during the during the night, and then by day she's an incredible attorney. You sexist. <laughs> And she has some bus stop bitch ads. Like, that was, that was my thing. Yeah, it says sit on my face. Yeah. That's right. That's our advertising campaign. Oh, no. This character's awesome. Yeah. I love this I love this empowered stripper lawyer we're creating. It, it Single has to be stripper a lawyer. Stripper by night. Working by day. <laughs> Only person who represent Trump until she realizes that she'll probably get indicted herself. And uh, not get paid. Yeah. Also, not, never getting paid. No, our, our movies. Our movie is like the, the the magic mic version of her life, and then like you know the the audience is expecting her stripper career to go to to be what might sink her, but then eventually she gets an offer to represent like an incredibly corrupt politician who, so we don't get like you know sued or whatever. Is definitely not Donald Trump in the movie, but <laughs> you guys know it's not Trump. <laughs> Yeah. And then she has to she has to weigh the the fat stack of cash versus uh, her like like is it worth pursuing her real dreams of uh, you know representing orphans pro bono? 
to take this big cash payout representing this creep. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. To all the future Trump lawyers who undoubtedly listen to this podcast, get paid up front. Get paid up front at least No 80%. way. You got it. You're going to do that. You're going to yeah. be the one that gets there. You're going to be the greatest. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're the you're the one you're the one person in the service industry he's not going to stiff like somehow some way you're the one that's actually going to get a check that won't bounce at the end of your time working for Donnie Two Scoops. It's going to go great. We go know that you're usually suing doctors for accidentally leaving implements inside of their patients, but now you've been called up to the big leagues and you need to get Donald Trump off of his espionage charges. <laughs> Uh, L, how how much have you seen and heard of this? Like, like the I know, indictment process or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not a ton. I like. I know that. I know it looks really bad for him. I think I watched the Legal Eagle video on it, but I was doing it at oh. work, so I could like pay like half right. attention. If you've seen um, Legal Eagle, you you've gotten the highlights, like where he demanded to know why his lawyer was taking notes. Yeah, that part was incredible. Like, I, I love how he was just like. I like I've had a bunch of great lawyers and none of them take notes. And his lawyer is like, real lawyers take notes. And then he's just like, yeah, but I had Michael Cohen as a lawyer. And it's just like that's not what that's not your evidence. That should be your evidence of like good lawyer. Yeah, like, yeah. He never took notes, and now he doesn't do lawyer. He's it's over for him. Yeah, he, he's he's a podcast host now who hates you because you are why he served time in jail for that whole Stormy Daniels thing. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, and like, it, it does show at least a little savviness on Trump's part. He doesn't like it when people are taking notes of him admitting to doing illegal shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or doing it in front of him. Oh my well, god! Although he is very willing to just openly talk about the fact that he is committing a crime. Yeah, but in a room. because Kid Rock is cool. <laughs> yeah. God damn it! I can't believe Cash Patel is getting off clean on this. He definitely saw. Uh, shit that should send him to jail and he... yeah and that shit was so cash a reference i want to make every time we talk about this idiot because it's an ancient 4chan thing but uh yeah i i hate i hate that guy's name it's it would be a cool name for a cool guy but it, it is a it is a stupid and lame name for a stupid and lame guy i just love the fact that the devolution grifter stole his last name and not his first name and called himself patel patriot it's like, why did you not want to be Cash Patriot? That that sounds like it's a, probably a lot more of an easier brand than being Patel Patriot. And then everyone being like, you mean like Cash Patel, the weird drifter guy that hangs out with Trump? And you're like, yeah, I kind of like him, but I'm not him. It's different. It's okay. Cash <laughs> Patriot sounds like the name of a rapper that's getting a lot of positive buzz in the non-white part or the non-black parts of Texas. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cash Patriot. Oh, yeah. Turn state's evidence. I have that right, right? He, <laughs> like Cash Patriot. Cash Patriot is there should be the name of that idiot who was doing the anti-target uh, rap, the maggot chud guy <laughs> with his ridiculously groomed beard. See, like, when I think of Cash Patriot, I think of like physical fitness. Though I picture one of like like a good old boy who like hits the gym, so he looks like he's in Zero Dark Thirty or whatever. But he just like drives around in a Hummer along the border, hoping to that this is going to be the night where he gets to shoot somebody. <laughs> He's like, come on, let me just catch one of them in America. I'm just going to shoot him so good. Don't shoot him real good. I'm, I'm going to be the next Kyle Rittenhouse. It's going to be so great. I'm going to be on that gravy train for forever. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, I mean, to look at him, it looks like Mr. Rittenhouse has eaten quite well. It looks like he's, 
he has parlayed his little bit of uh, stardom uh, from getting off murdering people, uh, and he has parlayed it into gaining a lot of weight, at least in the face. Yes. Uh, so congratulations, yeah. karma has come for you. It is making you look very doughy, not unlike L. Um, I mean, L doesn't show his doughiness in his face, really. So yeah. you are becoming doughy in a different way to L. Uh, get ready for your life, for your sex life especially, to take a real, real turn. <laughs> Because, like, Lord knows Kyle Rittenhouse, his sparkling charisma is going to really help him with the ladies as it, as it already was. Oh, well, I mean, there, there, there's back to the dub conservative rap, like, stuff. There's that idiot MAGA rapper guy down in Florida. And, like, there, there do seem to be attractive women that are weirdly into, I mean, despite the fact that he just looks like a juggalo who washes face paint off, like, <laughs> there's still attractive women who are just like, oh, my God, it's you. You like that rap guy. And it's just like, yeah, I rap about how I hate transgender people. <laughs> Oh my god! Let's have sex. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Florida. <laughs> Take that, Florida! Finally, finally, the podcast is yeah. coming out that knocks you down a couple. Finally, <laughs> someone was brave enough to make fun of people in Florida. Yeah, what, what could we say about Florida that hasn't already been said about Florida? Yeah, <laughs> probably nothing. Nope. Uh, but yeah, we so we had on top of him showing shit to Kid Rock and Kid Rock being like, I don't know if I should be seeing this. I can't wait for that. I, I, I can't wait until they have the witness list for the prosecution and fucking Kid Rock <laughs> is on it. Oh, it's man. like, oh, my God. But you also uh, we have the the thing that we have the transcription of, I don't know if there's actually been audio or if someone just did the AI uh, voice generated bullshit. Cause I heard the audio, but I can't trust its veracity at all. But um, we have the transcript of Trump being like, Hey, if this was, if I was president, I could declassify this, but I'm not president. So I can't declassify, but Hey, look at it anyways. And the staff are being like, well, then we have a problem. And Trump's like, Oh yeah, I guess we have a problem. Don't we? And they're both just laughing nervously about like, this is a crime. What I'm doing is fucking illegal right now. I'm in danger. <laughs> I love reading those transcripts. It would literally be like back to back. He would just be like, this is still technically classified. So I can't show anybody. Look at this. Like that would be his segue. It'd be like, I can't show this to anybody. Would you look at this? Would you look at how top secret this is? <laughs> this material is so sensitive. Like, really, really think at how sensitive it is with your eyes. This could, if this got out, it could get so many troops killed. You have no idea. Now, just hey, put put your camera phone away. Don't don't do that. Just look. You can gaze, but don't photograph it. It's like it's great. Yeah, this is uh, Kid Rock's latest single, uh, Korean Missile Silo Locations, comes out and bombs <laughs> in the States. Like, nobody cares. But, yeah. It does, it does big numbers overseas. Yeah. The, the, the B side is how we would invade Iran if I were going to do it. Yes, <laughs> the O.J. Simpson-style invasion of the RAN. I mean, to, to to be fair, is a document that just says, like, with drones and missiles or whatever, like, circled, yeah. like, a couple of times? Does that count as a classified document? <laughs> I feel like that's how I would do it. I want to invade this place. How would mm. I do it? Well, I'd probably start by leveraging our ability to push a button and blow up somebody across the world a few times. Let's start, <laughs> start there. Step one. I'm just going to blow them up by pushing a button. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, Man, I mean, see also I, our proxy war in Ukraine. It is just so magical that we elected this absolute dumber than dirt moron to the presidency, and that he is just such a unrepentant, unrelenting criminal 
that he can't stop criming at all times. It's just all crimes all the time. I'm hearing people complaining now. They're like, yeah, they're getting him for this, but they haven't got him for any of the stuff he did while a president. And it's like, so what? Like the, the man's a perpetual crime machine. He'll probably commit three more crimes next week. He just, he's never been told no, and he's never been held accountable for anything in his life. So the fact that he, the fact that the government was like, yo, Donnie, give us the documents. You really shouldn't fucking have them. Just give them to us. And then Donald Trump was just like, yo, lawyers, is there any way I can keep these documents and obstruct justice with them? Because I really don't want to give them back. And the lawyer's like, no, please give them back. And he's like, but what if I say I did and then didn't? What if I just fucking crimed? Yeah. And the, and the lawyers were like, well, we can try to help you with your criming, but it's a bad idea. And Trump's like, I don't care. I want a crime. I want a crime so hard. You have no idea. Oh, but, like you're leaving, you're leaving the last juiciest nugget out. Because then after that, he escalated to what happens if we just make them disappear? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what if, they, what if there just were no documents? You what know what I mean, no. guys? Or just yeah. take out the really bad ones. Just pluck them out. Just yeah. Pluck yeah. Like, out. like what, what, what if it turns out that the documents aren't there? Yeah, it's just like, gone. okay there, Chip. <laughs> you, know, you know who must be kind of like fuming mad right now? Uh, either, well, the two people could be fuming mad. Either one, it's whistleblower guy who chose now to either heroically tell the truth or blatantly lie about uh, the existence of UFO materials in the government's possession, or Donald Trump, one way or the other. Because either it means, A, aliens are real. There's no fucking way they told Donald Trump about it because he would spill the beans to everybody. So now Donald Trump is sitting there fuming mad because he's like, he's just like, what, what the fuck is this alien shit? I don't know about this. Or B, uh, fake whistleblower guy, uh, because Donald Trump's mere existence is just like, there's no way the government has access to alien technology. If Donald Trump knew about that, it would literally have, he would have told Kid Rock about it the next day. He would have picked up the phone in Area 51 and he would have been like, Kid Rock, dude, I'm looking at a UFO right now. It's so sick. You don't even believe it, buddy. Yeah, I, I saw that joke that wasn't a joke. And I was like, yeah, that is, man, either our government, like, either... <laughs> Either the secret shadow council knew that Trump couldn't keep his mouth shut or we don't have any alien information. <laughs> I I think I, I saw like someone a uh, tweet that was about like how he would have made a sir story about the alien overlord if he had known they existed. He would have been like Tacker on the vial came up to me with tears streaming down his eyes saying, sir, you're the greatest president in this galaxy in this, in this quadrant. No one's better than you. And he was like, yes, yes. Tacker on the vial. I truly am the greatest of presidents. And you're, if it really is, if it really is the aliens, yes, thing, uh, it'd be great if they just don't like independence day. They just never tell any, uh, they never tell any of the presidents. So like all the Mm -hmm. living presidents are learning about it now because of the whistleblower. Like we're almost (laughs) just like, uh, I was just sitting in his room, just like UFOs. Tells this. Uh, <laughs> hey, nobody told me about these UFOs. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I remember vaguely something about Jimmy Carter saying he was going to do some declassification of UFO shit when he got into office, and it just never happened. Yeah. Like, like, like Carter gets in the office, he's like, "Hey, what about those UFOs?" And some guys just whisk him into a room and like, "Yeah, we're not talking about that." And it's, it's the like, same people that uh, that fucking like uh, like cuffed and stuffed and, and disappeared those that that Las Vegas family allegedly <laughs> that. Uh, sure seems like they decided to hoax a little UFO thing and it got way out of hand and they were just like, you know what, we're done talking to the media actually. 
or the government got to them, depending on who you want to believe. Oh, I always want to believe the government did it. It's it's much more entertaining that way. Jesus. I mean, absolutely, yeah. But I mean, like, you know, at some point, like, I, I'm not like a QAnon fanatic. At some point, I'm going to be tired of being edged, and I'm either going to want to get off or I'm going to want to get off. You know what I mean? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. And now, supposedly, <laughs> Logan Paul says he has uh, UFO videos. Okay, oh, uh, we'll we'll, oh, we'll, no. we'll get we'll get to that when he shares them. For now, we have to keep talking about Donald Trump because it's, yeah. the, it's the covenant we've reached with our audience. We can only stray off the path for so long. Yeah. So I saw thirty-seven counts and thirty-eight counts. I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Yeah, uh, 37 is the number I'm seeing, but it may actually be just the Trump counts. Maybe the thirty-eighth count is his buddy, uh, who uh, the, yeah, his, his chauffeur, who's yeah, his chauffeur, his, his body man. All these things, all the different terminologies they've used for him. Nwada, I have no idea how to say the man's name. I'm terrible at names. I apologize to everyone for butchering it. But yeah, the poor guy who was like the box handling guy that's not Cash Patel. Like that guy who... No, th- pro- this guy's Box Patel. That's his yes, name. Yes, Box Patel. <laughs> exactly, Box Patel. <laughs> not Cash, Box. Oh, poor Box Patel. You are in a peck of trouble and they're probably trying to get you to flip like ASAP to save yourself. Uh, BT Dubs, like they have so much evidence. I don't know what you could do, but it would probably help you if you like testified against Trump. Also, yeah, he, he's just it. like I have the P tape. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this day might come. So when that pe- when when Donald Trump paid the Russians whatever they wanted, probably a bunch of these secrets they stole to get the P tape. I made a copy of it because he handed it to me and said, "Put this in the bathroom or whatever." And I was just like. <laughs> you- you got it, boss. <laughs> Put this in the safest part of, of Mar-a-Lago, aka the stage or the bathroom, one of those two places. Bury this <laughs> in the secret grave safe. <laughs> yeah. why, why, why does such a small woman need ten people to hold her casket up? Just <laughs> give me one other reason. Any you can't check me, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and the. And the staff called them the beautiful mind boxes. What the fuck was that about? Oh god, I didn't hear that. That's uh, is that true? I mean, I would yeah. imagine that was Trump trying to a beautiful mind at the document of those boxes. Did they see him doing stuff like that? They it's in the the indictment. His staff they have they have testimony of the staff saying, "Hey, do." So he wants us to move the beautiful mind boxes, and so that's what the staff at Mar Larco called them. The oh, beautiful mind that, boxes. I mean, to me, that implies that somebody walked in on him with a bunch of those documents, like spread out or tacked up, like looking like he was trying to do some sort of big mental calculation. Because that, <laughs> that's the most famous part of a beautiful mind, if I recall. Yeah. Correct. Uh, that was like uh, the, the Russell Crowe like doing calculations in his window fog or whatever. Yes. The, that and the hot bl- blonde lady who explained game theory to him. Those are the two important things. Yes. <laughs> Just... uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, I saw that movie once and I, you know, it bums me out to say that I don't remember the attractive blonde lady. I only remember the Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Russell Crowe being kind of crazy and imagining a man and a little girl. I think he had a third like person living in his head as well. All I mean, that, dude, it's hard out there for a Russell Crowe, and it's also hard out there for a Donald Trump, you know. Especially yeah. when you have like your your pool boys or whatever actually busting in on you when you're trying to get your grid work together. You've got everything <laughs> all spread out, and you're like, "What does it mean?" 
<laughs> I just love the idea of Donald Trump as some sort of like mastermind super genius trying to ge- decode geopolitical issues in our world through classified documents while he's not in office. He's like prepping for his return to the presidency in 2024. And then this like staffer walks in. He's like, no, you've disrupted my concentration. Oh, my beautiful mind. Oh, and I have to start all over again. Uh, now I'll never bring peace to the Middle East. Jam you. I, 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 that, that would be the greatest exclamation of all time if he was literally just like, ah, my beautiful mind. <laughs> uh, you ruined it. You... Pack everything up into the mind box. <laughs> yes. Uh, this, yeah. Put this mind box in the bathroom with the others. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely did not make that up. That is in the indictment. <laughs> oh, that's so good. The, they're the beautiful mind boxes. Yeah, so our media has decided to uh, prognosticate and talk about this little thing that happened where, like, you know, the former president of the United States is now being indicted. Well, most of our media. Most of our media. But uh, the New York Times decided that their front page was going to be a picture of Donald Trump majestically strolling down a flight of stairs slowly, but since it's a still picture, you can't see that. And the backdrop behind Trump is the back fin of the plane with an American flag wrapped waving on it or painted on it, looking like it's waving. And the headline reads momentous scene in Miami as Trump pleads not guilty, which Man, alive, New York Times. Is this a Trump campaign rally? Did Trump stop by Miami to shore up his support in the state as he goes against Biden? Yeah, it turns out, no, no matter how momentous the scene was inside of the court when he made his plea, nobody would know because everyone was like verboten from taking any photos or whatever from inside there. Right. So we have no idea how majestic it was. If I, I'm assuming courtroom sketches may have already come out if such a thing is there, but otherwise we can use AI <laughs> to imagine a doughy orange Donald Trump slumped over a microphone going, not guilty, or possibly standing up and going, not guilty. And, you know, his sweaty lawyer who just touched down from their flight from, you know, wherever, uh, like just frantically shoving loose papers into a briefcase. (laughs) There you go. I painted you you the the picture in New York Times. Momentous. Yes, the most momentous, and also not literally, apparently, a campaign ad for Trump on the front page of the New York Times. Meanwhile, uh, Fox News decided to uh, post a Krylon on the bottom of their screen during uh, yesterday's uh, affairs, stating, quote, wannabe dictator speaks at White House after having his political rival arrested. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. That's fucking wild. Just going straight whole hog. Joe Biden is basically Hitler, and he's trying to turn America into a one-party hellscape by crushing his political rivals via this totally unsupported indictment, which, oh my god, uh, maybe we shouldn't say these things after the whole Dominion thing, but maybe we have to, because our audience demands it of us. But just imagine what happens if it turns into a one-party system, Mike. Healthcare for everybody, education becomes easier, infrastructure gets built and maintained. People have rights, even if they happen to be trans or gay or whatever. Yeah. Or not it, white. It's well, all let's anecd- not get too crazy. <laughs> it's all anecdotal, but Rhode Island and Montana have the exact same population within a thousand people and vote on very different directions. And you can just look up how those states fare in terms of like education levels and crime and immigration. Yeah, but the people on the other side of that coin, they don't give a shit. They <laughs> don't give a fuck. Nope. Not in the slightest. Yeah. So, 
So uh, originally when this was all happening, we had our Republican primary field basically standing shoulder to shoulder of Donald Trump and declaring what was happening from uh, our our Department of Justice and Jack Smith to be just a bridge too far. This is unacceptable. This is uh, political persecution. Mm. Uh, All of us Republicans, even though we're running against Donald Trump, we stand with Donald Trump. And then the whole uh, proceedings and arraignment happened. And suddenly Chris Christie found a little backbone, got on the television and started telling everybody about how Donald Trump's kind of a piece of shit, kind of sucks. And he's kind of a crook. And uh, maybe, maybe (laughs) a little bit. And maybe, maybe Trump's not the best play for the Republican party. Maybe we should be looking elsewhere. Like me, Chris Christie, 2024, going to get 5% of the vote. If that, if I'm real lucky, but and then we also had uh, Tim Scott also going to cap out at 5%. Uh, Tim Scott came out and was just like, this this indictment, not great, not great. And we're seeing Republicans gently putting a toe in the water about maybe this indictment is our attempted off-ramp from Trump. Maybe we don't need to stick stick with him now that like his obvious criming is obvious. And um, as QAnon promoters have posted about uh, yesterday's festivities, there were some folks out there who said Ron DeSantis hasn't tweeted at all today. <laughs> don't trust him. So this is this is kind of the big moment. Is uh, is Trump's quote unquote biggest rival rival, aka the guy he's like clobbering by thirty or forty points and there all the polls. Does does old meatball Ron decide that now is the time to actually finally lean back and throw his little fist towards Trump's uh, bequaffed skull and finally take a swing at him and talk bad about him? So QAnon and the rest of uh, the people that are already mad at DeSantis, they're they're waiting. They're waiting to see if Ron's going to try to use this opening to go after the God Emperor or not. Speaking of QAnon, what, what's what's their take on the whole sitch? 5D chess? Is oh, Soros winning? How's it going for down? Sure, right? Okay, so the QAnon thing is really interesting because on the one hand, you have the people that are trying to uh, find a way to justify how Trump's like still winning because it's because the, the, that's really where their mind, mentality is always at. They've got to be winning. It's got to be good. The other side is that this is actually happening to Trump and this is a bad thing, but Trump being the superhuman, just Jesus like figure that he is, is enduring all these slings and arrows is, is accepting all this abuse upon him because America has to be woken up to the two tier system of justice in America. And that Trump's persecution is triggering the great awakening. So while these are real charges that are being levied against him via the real president and his corrupt DOJ, Trump was ready for it and is stealing himself for it. And it is creating a ground, a groundswell of popularity around Trump that will send him back to the white house in a landslide victory in 2024. And then we will finally get our justice and our victory. So we have the two different tracks where we have like quote unquote shadow president Trump is orchestrating all of this stuff and none of it means anything. And don't worry versus this is the shadow war between the deep state and Trump and they are fighting each other, but Trump's got the winning hand. Trump 
it might look bad, but it's not bad. And he's got this. He's got this in the bag. He's going to figure it out. And also, and their favorite thing is that now that they've indicted Trump, we can indict Bi- a Biden. We can indict in Obama. <laughs> now they've that, now they've opened the door. Now that they've made presidents legal for arresting, we can arrest all the bad presidents along with Trump. Yes, you can. You could always have arrested any of those presidents if they did what Trump did. If any of them had, or if you just had evidence of them doing anything, yeah, <laughs> any crime. Like if you just had, like, like because that's the thing that this Trump case has that a lot of other, like, you know, alleged stuff against presidents don't have. It's an overwhelming amount of evidence. Yeah, <laughs> I Man. mean, we're talking like multiple different firsthand accounts with receipts like text message exchanges between people like sworn affidavits lots of like photograph evidence uh it's just piled high with evidence yeah. uh, we just we literally have the timeline of trump and the fbi arguing over giving back the fucking shit and then finally getting raided just Everything, literally everything we've seen for the past year and ch- year and change, has been leading up to this moment where they handed out an indictment. Where we were just like, "Here's the indictment, and here is the mountain of evidence you already knew about, now in legal form, now in legal form for you to read." The evidence has been so oppressively oppressive for so long that the Trump supporters' like main defense to the whole situation was, "You can't indict him. He used to be president." Not he didn't do it. It's just like yeah. he, he used to be the president. He's immune to crime. You can't. You can just do what he wants. Yeah, that's the thing that's so funny about this is that I haven't, I've, I haven't heard m- many people. I have to say, I, I was going to say anyone, but there's one line of defense which claims, "Oh, the Presidential Record Act exonerates Trump, and it's all good." Like that's that is the only quote unquote thin legal read I've seen anyone try to float out there. 95% of all the people defending Trump are just like, look, all presidents just steal documents. This is specifically targeted at him. It's unfair. This is an unfair prosecution, <laughs> but they all do it. They all crime this way. It's just they're singling out Trump for some reason because they're afraid of him. They're afraid of the MAGA fury. Now, they they really don't all crime in this way. They don't all take nuclear defense secrets home with them once they're out of office sure they do and they stored them next to their like you know industrial grade copier or whatever yeah (laughs) and next to their in their ugliest bathroom in the world like (laughs) yeah our oh god our dumb orange boy has worked so hard to get himself nailed on this i can't wait until the fucking georgia indictment comes down and because I remember the four the the four person from the Georgia jury, the grand jury that like put the uh, indictment list forward, she said that the the tape we got where Trump was like, "Yo, find me exactly the number of votes plus one I need to win again Georgia." That wouldn't be conspicuous or anything. Update: Georgia declares Trump wins by one. <laughs> Ain't that interesting? Yeah. But uh, she was like, "Oh yeah, there's more audio tapes. It, it was even worse than you know." So when the when the August they say he's going to get indicted in that in August. So like when that comes out, there's like literal tapes of Trump just going, "Look, Georgia Republicans, crime harder for me. I need more criming." It's just going to be like, Jesus fucking Christ, will it ever end? No, it won't. He's just he's just going to be on tape. In texts everywhere, 
for the next year plus just criming. We're just gonna get it's all gonna be hard for him to, to run a campaign when he's uh, fucking constantly having to go to court. Yes. <laughs> now, if he gets, I don't know how fast this is all gonna move, but man, a lot of this evidence seems pretty. Uh, how you say slam dunk? Uh, if he gets convicted, can he still run for president? Can you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even if you're he, convicted, of fucking he, even if he's convicted of a crime, he's still because uh, the uh, W uh, W E Bay uh, Du Bois or Debs, yeah, Debs ran for president from prison. That was like the fa- that's like the parallel mm. that people are talking about now. You can run for president as a convicted criminal. So the Michael Cohen, the hush money Stormy Daniels thing, that trial is going to start in March of 2024. So like that's going to be kind of in the early part of the Republican primary. So we're going to see where his big boy crimes line up for that. Cause that was the thing that I was reading that was kind of interesting is that the Cohen case will definitely be done by the general election. Uh, or by the yeah by the general election it'll be done by November so hmm. the the thing that, pe- that there was a, there was this article where like Republican strategists are worried and someone was saying well he may not get convicted of anything until the Republican primary is over so how do Republicans try to square that circle because it's like he's winning in the Republican primaries and then he gets nailed of all these convictions when he's one on one against Biden and then it's just like fuck what do we do now (laughs) how much of a flight risk do you think he is because i keep going back and forth every single minute i change my mind on how much of how much it's it's, it was zero percent fleeing the country would be admitting defeat Mm. (laughs) that's oh god i i would i want him to flee so badly i don't care if he spends the rest of his days exiled in hungary I'm okay with it because it, it'd be the funniest thing in the fucking world if Trump just like flew to Russia or something and just hung out with Putin for the rest of his miserable life. And just give a bunch of interviews talking about how he got <laughs> run out of his own country after being president by the corrupt Joe Biden. Yes, I, exactly. I, he does occasionally. And you know what? If, if he does that, we need to commit right now mm-hmm. on the show. If Donald Trump goes that route, uh, we need to dedicate time on our show to just be like, yeah, we, you know what? We did do that. And go fuck yourself, buddy. And you know what? Like, look at look at how strong we are, Republicans. We cannot be defeated. Don't even try. Stop your, <laughs> stop your, just, just, just stop your useless struggling. We have defeated your God, sent him to exile. <laughs> now, Trump does occasionally listen to other people. That's why I keep flipping back and forth on him being a flight risk. Because man, it just feels like there's a. Chance. When does he ever listen to anyone? I like. He, he then he says it's his idea. Like I feel like so you're speculating that he listens to other people. Yeah, <laughs> I I that he does. Uh, I just I just think it would be really funny if one day he if this federal case just took a bad turn on him and he turns on Fox News and they're like Biden up fifteen Biden winning Texas <laughs> and then he's like fuck it gas up Trump Force One we're going to Moscow we're fucking doing it like <laughs> if he just if he just actually thinks his uh, whole ace in the hole of becoming president to avoid jail if he suddenly just thinks that isn't going to work out for him and he's just like fuck. <laughs> Oh, if he goes to jail, do the Secret Service have to watch over him in jail? 
that's been oh god I've, I've seen so many think pieces about that on the internet it i mean i just kind of think he he got to get a house arrest and have to build like the magneto prison for him where he just like hangs out in his own little like quiet cell with the secret service around him uh must be it, nice i mean i guess i guess being the president does really make you immune to a lot of shit yeah must be yeah. fucking nice <laughs> must be yes. fucking you know what else is nice, nice. our mailbag Oh, look at you stealing the fucking Segway. Fine, I'll do it. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for Q and A. It's okay. I was ramping up to a pretty a pretty indecent joke, so it's probably for the best that we segued away from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, says, Imagine you open your very own Q-themed roadside tourist trap. What do you name your attraction, and what is your gimmick to get those sweet, sweet road trip tourist bucks? Um, <laughs> the looking uh, glass. Yeah, looking yeah. glass is really good. That's really solid. I think I might call it like Q and U, and I'd have all these like cardboard countouts of like uh, Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and Flynn, all very much prominent, so you can get photos of them. But you'd also and have it, like snickering teens like taking your logo and then like doing little drawings of Q, like uh, being in you. You know what I mean? Q yeah. in you. J- Jim and Ron's basement pizza. <laughs> uh, that that only targets us, the ironic anti-QAnon people. It has to be you have to just be more uh, you have to be more pro-QAnon with our tourist trap here because we're trying to get them into the in the door to get let us grift off of them. We need those sweet, sweet statement. Jim Ron, it's, 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 it's Comet Ping Pong is the name of the attraction, and it's a full recreation of the establishment. Uh, but there's like one of those big like cartoon rope snare traps around it. Like in like a big like suspiciously bent over tree next to it, (laughs) and and our comet ping pong has a massive basement with just all kinds of dangerous looking stains of ichor on the ground. There's a slide. So 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 the 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 point of the attraction is that we attract all the all the all the pedophiles, and then they they show up (laughs) and they set off the snare trap which rips the the top half of the building off leaving just this basement foundation and then you, the person the the proud American red-blooded patriot, uh, you are just at the lip of it with your gun. Uh, It's BYOG because, you know, stuff is expensive but, and then they're just like rats in a a trap, you know, you got them you got them right where you want them (laughs) fucking got them Yep. Oh, time, time to bring Frank Castle, aka the Punisher, who I guess is getting fully canceled now. I mean, not, <laughs> not, not, not like because he did like a Me Too or anything, but I mean, like Marvel is just like, hey, a bunch of weird people have taken the Punisher and kind of ruined him, so we're just not going to do Punisher anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were okay with cops getting the wrong impression about the Punisher, but now that everyone's got the wrong impression of the Punisher, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I don't know if you heard about this, Mike, but there are rumblings inside of conservative circles that the Punisher might be gay. <laughs> yeah, so that's a that's that's a wrap. The for Punisher him. has fallen. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. the Punisher has fallen. Oh yeah. God! He, 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 they were just like, "Yo, I saw I saw him blow away twelve mobsters in an alleyway, but I could have sworn I had seen like a like a, a trans ally pin on his jacket or whatever." So that's the end of him. Go woke up broke, just like Target Punisher. Boom! Yeah, <laughs> more bomb threats for Target. Yeah, go, go, go back to your fucking Bud Light, you you pansy. 
And it's, oh god, I just love this shit. Like, I, I people are posting stuff where they're like, "In Joe Biden's America, everyone drinks a Bud Light and goes to Target." It's like, yeah, that's what yeah, that's America right now. Like, right, great, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wish people were still kneeling in the NFL so it could just be like Joe Biden's America. People go to Target to pick up their Bud Light and they drink it while watching their football game. Am I right, guys? Yeah. It's like, yeah, what a bummer. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't sound at all American to me. Yeah. Oh, you woke Americans with your Bud Light and going to Taylor Swift concerts. Er, it's like, why are you giving us everything popular? Why are you such bad negotiators in the, yeah. in the American divorce? Why are the liberals getting all the good parts of America in the divorce? If we were famous enough to get like comp stuffed or whatever, and they offered the podcast Taylor Swift tickets, we would probably go. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not like a hard sell. If no, I guess it, it depends on where we're at. I, like, I don't yeah. care how free the tickets are. I'm not go. I'm not listening. I'm not going to see anybody in the nosebleeds, especially because like the <laughs> the big stick for a couple of her performances this time around was, hey, it started raining and instead of canceling, she just performed in the rain. So yeah. Can you imagine having like nosebleed seats? You're sitting there shivering, like a shivering, covered in fucking rain, watching like the jumbotron behind a tiny Taylor Swift, or is it? <laughs> Who could say? You're so far away; it could be anyone. I guess if we were in Chicago, we could have seen her eat a bug on accident. <laughs> oh, that was the greatest thing! Is that uh, some Look what you on- made me do? <laughs> Boom. Uh, I actually some QAnon promoter posted that video and because I love them because they they all, they're always like all oh, these normies are so into the minute bullshit that the celebrities do they're so dumb and stupid and then when Taylor Swift ate a bug they immediately had the video clip and they posted it and all of QAnon had a big laugh and no one's more celebrity obsessed than they are well they're just no rubbing one... it in our face Mike oh right yes because in <laughs> case you didn't know Taylor Swift eating a bug was a reference to that time in the first Indiana Jones movie where a character eats a bug, and that character's name was Moloch. The rubbing in our face, man. It's so obvious, man. Oh, my God. I was just like, oh, yeah, my dude. God, I have an explosion, man. Dude, so fucking pilled. You have no idea. Holy That's right. shit. What's Ain't nobody happening? talking about that Taylor Swift bug eating. I've got the <laughs> real decode. <laughs> bug uh, ops. Yes. Bug ops. <laughs> Oh, God, someone actually fucking said that Trump did the water drink comms again. I guess Trump had another tough time getting a bottle to his lips. So it has to be comms. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's a doddering old man. Like, yeah, I genuinely a, hope he dies in prison in whatever wow. white collar prison they send him to for strong, multiple 10 year concurrences. I can just say something so brave. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I'll stand by that statement. Until the day yeah. I die, I hope Trump dies in prison. <laughs> man, sorry, really going out of the limb there. Boo, boo, boy, man. You know uh, what? If we're, if we're taking swings at it, I hope Trump dies in space. Oh. <laughs> I hear no one can hear you scream there. No, no, I have it backwards. They're everyone's family. <laughs> space family. Fast, yes. fast 11. Space family. In space, everyone's family. Oh God! It's uh, Fast Eleven colon Space Family colon Get Fucked Lost in Space parentheses that family. <laughs> he comes I back from space know. driving a car. Like, uh, how is that possible? He just has a big dude uh, Rainbow Road. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, uh, we're really doing uh, it. 
since everyone, since you two have a Trump dying thing, I want Trump to die in the middle of a campaign rally just so QAnon has like the next uh, has seventy five years of conspiracy theories. Just a pruder filming his heart attack as he like slowly walks away from the podium and then just goes to a knee, then just crumples. Yeah, and then uh, and then them doing chest compressions, and they're like that Secret Service agent was killing him. This is what ha- they hit him with a dart, and then the guy, guy came over there and was like broke his ribs and on purpose and but no the, way oh, that the, the, the guy would be. CPR him in Morse code and like yeah, for, yeah, yeah. yeah. CPR cobs. Yes. For the record, I don't want Trump to die from violence in prison. I want him to die from neglect in prison. Some <laughs> okay. sort of so, and, and then let me have in mind for the record, I do want Trump to die from violence in space. Again, oh. I don't know how that works, but I want I want Trump to die in by violence in space. Let's I go. Mean, there's a movie about that. It's called sure. Alien. Just uh, like like uh, 500, 500 billion tardigrades, just tear them apart. Just water bears in space, just just skeletize them like little piranhas. It'd be crazy. Or maybe maybe he heroically gets up there, spa- it, it, it like leads the charge for a space force mission against the aliens oh, that yeah. were landing in Las they Vegas just, that were totally they, real. They give him the old offer: join the military or go to jail. So he has to join space force, even though he's quite old. And then they just this, send this, his ass. This, this, this Get works. his ass to Mars. Get Trump to Ooh. Mars. Leave him there. Can, we, can, we can get Elon in on this. This works. We, we can bang out a script by Friday. This, this is Elon money. to Mars too. <laughs> yep. So uh, thank you for the question that we totally lost the plot on. Much appreciated. Thank you. There was a question. Uh, no, that whole yeah. thing was my attraction. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that's, what, that's what you get when you go through the looking glass, baby. <laughs> Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, what is your best gaming hobby uh, shop experience? Uh, I ran a hobby shop for a few years, so that was my best experience, was owning one and having people play Magic the Gathering and other stuff inside of it. That was fun. It was a cool thing to do, but I was very poor at running my business because I was a giant moron. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a good time, and that it was a good community. We had uh, like that was my game was back then. I was like heavily invested in the Magic the Gathering, and so just just spitballing with people, building decks, just working on stuff, and all that kind of stuff. It was definitely a different time in Magic when like the internet was smaller and like decks weren't just solved immediately. Yeah, I mean, I know that I know that Mike and I were both playing Magic back before the internet was really literally anything. I mean, I, I guess the dojo was up and running at some point during that tenure, but like, I think we both even got started pre the dojo. Oh yeah, we were pre dojo. Mm-hmm. I, 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 my favorite moment or my biggest moment in, on the dojo was uh, some guy. It was either regionals or states. I forget which tournament it was, but he scrubbed out. I scrubbed out. And we were playing each other in a meaningless round eight. We both just didn't drop. We were like, I'm here. I might as well bang out all, every round I can get just for the DCI points or whatever. And this guy accused me of cheating on the dojo just outright. <laughs> like He didn't go so far as to say I cheated, but he did say, I guess if you uh, want to prevent cheating like a pro, you got to spot cheating like a pro. And I didn't even hear about it. And then the next time I went to a, a magic tournament, like my weekly magic tournament, when I showed up at that hobby shop, they were like, oh, look at you, the cheater. And I was like, what? And then they showed me and like they told me to go online that night and check the uh, the, the dojo. And then I found the article and I was like, what the fuck? I like, think you were there. Uh, in fact, I know you were there when uh, the Lord of the Rings card game was out. 
and I was playing story. in a local tournament and I didn't know that I was sitting across from the guy who was like, I think like in the top five in the state, like in their, whatever their rank system was. And I was yeah. some rando scrub that uh, didn't care about Lord of the Rings was borrowing somebody's deck and playing in this tournament because it happened. It was happening in my town. And yeah. then I smashed him and I caught him cheating in the middle of the match. And I just let him get away with it at the time because I knew that I was smashing him so hard that it didn't matter. <laughs> and then afterwards, afterwards, I remember going up and talking to you about it. It just being like, yeah, I, sm- I kicked that guy's teeth in. And also he was cheating and I was beating him so badly that I just let him do it. And then we found out that like I my, like losing to be cost of like 120 rating points or whatever. <laughs> I just love the fact that like he's he's like so behind the eight ball in that game that he's just like fuck it, it's worth cheating at this point. I, I got to do something so I don't lose all my rating points to this guy. I think it was one I, of those times where I was just like where he was just like okay, like it's time to get to like the minds of warrior or whatever, and I was just like okay. Well, here's my Balrog, because that always happens. But also, if you have the nut hand, here comes my Troll Keeper and the Cave Troll. And so I was just like, I have the best. Boom. The best you. <laughs> I, have a, I have a couple stories. Uh, that... I was also there with Sarge when he opened the... Were you going to say this? The, the, the Celestial like tiger mount or whatever for the wild card game that was in your lgs you were just like let me get one of those packs of that thing that guy looks so sad because he was about to start cracking packs for the store and i bought uh dark moon a pack of dark moon fair and opened uh celestial tiger or whatever it was called spectral tiger um and then sold it for a thousand dollars (laughs) uh score baby Uh, definitely the most high value card I've ever opened to date. No questions. Uh, one time when I lived in Omaha, I was playing a game of Friday Night Magic, and it's when Magic still had ratings, and you you had ratings, and I beat some kid, some like shitty teenager, and he got so salty. Uh, I was playing Mono Black Vamps. I don't remember what he was on. Uh. And he got so salty. And I found out later he was the Nebraska State champ. So his fucking rating took just an absolute dumpster after losing to me. Guy who plays played occasionally at uh, FNM. And then <laughs> uh, when I worked at a game slash comic book store, I just remember this kid was this like teenager was just ignoring his girlfriend uh, who was like, Basically, they were going to the beach, clearly. And she was just like, come on, let's go. And she's just like incredibly hot, just all over him. Like, let's go to the beach. And he's flipping through the Yu-Gi-Oh binders. And I just go, no, you're done. And I cut him off. <laughs> and I was like, you, no, you don't need Yu-Gi-Oh singles. Take your hot girlfriend to the beach. Get out of You're cut off. Like, get out of here. I'm going to save your life. Uh, I, I had, uh, I had, I had a lot of fond memories. Uh, a, a lot of them, which are made up of course, because this is a, uh, you know, comedy podcast. Um, and oftentimes we will say things that are not true for the sake of comedy, uh, yes. which is my segue into my hilarious bit where I, uh, claim to have, uh, done acid and showed up to a, an overnight magic pre-release. Uh, and that was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely wasn't there with you for that one. That was good. Uh, <laughs> what a time yeah. to be alive. If that yeah. happens, 
Oh, uh, the, 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 all this reminded me because uh, I also played the some of the Lord of the Rings game before they destroyed it, and my Lord of the Rings moment was I was playing a deck and my opponent was their deck was sputtering; it was not working properly. Yeah, they were not happen. getting they they were not getting the proper protectors for Frodo, and then my my little tiny Moria orcs swarmed over him, and Frodo was overwhelmed, and I bested him in the game, and. He looked at me and said, good game. And then he just, like, as he angrily scooped up his cards, he yelled, a monkey could have done that. And I was like, <laughs> yep, whatever, man. Sorry. Sorry you Oh, my lost. God, Mike. You, I, I can't believe I forgot this, but you you telling that story reminded me of what has to be my favorite LGS memory. Uh, it was when I was 13, I think, and I was playing the Pokemon card game. And uh, I was a large child, for the record. <laughs> like, even at this age, I was about six feet tall, and I was probably over 200 pounds. I was just a big kid. I'm sitting there and I'm playing and like I'm playing against this little kid or whatever. And uh, I end up beating him. And I think he was getting one of the rules wrong. And I wasn't correcting him because it was not my job to correct him. Uh, so I beat him. And then I think his father noticed what had happened, like rules wise. and got angry at me. And he was just like, you should be ashamed of yourself. A grown man playing a child's game. And I was just like, I'm only 13. And I gave him the double thumbs down log raspberry. I was like, I'm only 13. Man, can you <laughs> right imagine, can you, use your, use your mighty brain and imagine what the Disney Lorcana tournaments are going to look like coming up. Oh, uh, I mean, who knows? They're getting sued by upper deck. They might never happen. Oh, are they? No. <laughs> oh, did you not hear about this? Yeah. No. Upper deck entertainment is like suing them and seeking an injunction to like stop the release. It's a whole thing, but it's not a thing for our podcast about QAnon, unfortunately. No. Okay. So thank you for that question, man. We are getting some riffy questions this week. Um, Dan Coleshill Jones asks, is it all really as bad as it seems? Uh, I mean, if you're Trump, yes. Everybody I mean, else, it's kind of like, yes. That's sort of gets to the root of the, your belief system as a person, right? I mean, if you're like a pragmatist or a cynic, the answer is probably just like, yeah, probably worse. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the, I like it, it's hard to argue against the the hopeful people who are just like, nah, man, like we're we're making progress. We just need to start making it faster. Any day now. That progress is just going to start happening faster. Yeah, that's where I try and live. <laughs> or, or I go yeah. paint a mini. Like, anytime I get two in my head, I'm just like, all right, I'm going to go I paint. Just, like, my, 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 like, I just try to acknowledge how bad things actually are because the answer is still pretty bad. Like, you know, like life is actively dangerous for trans people right now mm-hmm. in a way that's like fun and fresh and modern and backwards at the same time. Ooh, so fresh. Regression. Like it's it's in this decade, uh, but you know, my I try to make my personal life better so that way I'm in like more of a position to just sort of like you know, spread it around like get like get to an opportunity where I could just like start doing small acts of good and it's not like affecting the bottom line like fucking up my life. Uh, so you know, I like to, I like to think that it can get better, but it is pretty bad. I mean, it's it's like it's pretty rough. There's like one of our one of our candidates for president could be running from house arrest after being indicted on actual espionage charges. Oh yeah, it's, you know that's not a yeah. good look. It's hard to spin no. that to just be like things are great. Yeah. Yeah, with the fact that we have a major political party in this country who is going to nominate one of the two people who could be president, and that person is almost assuredly going to be a convicted criminal on some charges, 
and that party is not going to be able to like unhinge themselves from that guy. Law of averages. Yep, and that guy is going to have like I don't know anywhere from like a thirty to fifteen percent chance of having everything break his way, and he's the president again, and we are fucked. I mean, that's all terrifying. But at the same time, I do feel like progress is moving forward. I think one of the I mean because I'm I'm in the political weeds and all this shit, but one of the things that really encourages me is there's all these like charts of. As generations get older, they get more conservative. And then suddenly Gen Z is actually becoming more liberal as they're getting older. Because the youngest people in America are just like, we're getting a raw deal. We're getting fucked. Like, all this bullshit you people have been doing to us? No, it's, this ain't working for us, buddy. So they're just like, actually, we we don't counter, we don't accept the status quo. We're not okay with how things are. We want more change, even as we're aging. Because, like, the current situation... No, it's not good. So oh, you have no idea how fucking progressive and liberal I want shit to get. Like, don't even like. I'm just also a bit of a realist. Like, oh yeah, me I, too. Oh, I know where we have to start to get to where I want to go, and we're probably not going to get to where I want to go in my lifetime. And yeah, I don't want to. What, what self-respecting liberal wouldn't want all of the like progressive shit if you could just wave yeah. your hand and make it happen? It just ignore the realities of life. Everything yeah. they want sounds incredible. Yeah, it all sounds sick. Sign me up for all of it. Now, how do we get there? They're just like oh, immediately. Huh? No, that's not how. <laughs> oh it works. yeah. Oh, I, uh, I, I have, uh, I have deeply offended some of my liberal friends. Where I'm like, we should just legalize all drugs. I mean, you, you obviously have to get a prescription to get the harder shit. And if they show you a video that's like, if you do this stuff, it will fucking kill you at some point because it's really bad for you. And I'm just like, because illegalization does not stop it. Like, regulate and tax this stuff. And I've I've been like the only person in the room, and everyone's like, no, you can't legalize meth. It's so, and I'm just like, well, making it illegal doesn't stop it. And and we just, I, I, but I mean, I I am crackling with crazy liberalism, and yet I'm the most boring, milk toast Democrat politically because yeah. that's the only way I'm going to get anything achieved. And. I'm okay with like having advanced the ball like 12 yards down the field during my lifetime. I don't need the 50 yard bomb to Randy Moss to happen in my lifetime because it's probably not. It's probably not. So I take what I can get and that's how like the real world works. And it's just really funny arguing with politics with people on Twitter and they're like, the Democrats should annihilate themselves and give way to the progressives. And it's like, who are the progressives? How would they form this party? How would they win any races? Like, please like make that happen. I want to live in your world. Get me there. And they just can't. And then they're Putin apologists. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I see what kind of quote unquote left you are. So that's great. Yeah. And they also don't seem to understand that like, you know, going that hard, that fast would fire up the opposition. Like you like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you do, you do sometimes you need to let the opposition fumble their own bag. Like I don't, I don't like it, but look what happened after we elected a black president twice. They went fucking it energized the base and they went hard in the other direction. And we now know basically as hard as they could get. Like yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I'm not saying it was wrong for Obama to get elected. He but wasn't we're, we're, even stunningly progressive like well he was pretty progressive but he, he didn't get as much done as i would have liked but yeah. like trump has set us back at least 30 years and so i don't know i don't like it but it's the system i uh exist in right 
So thank you for the question. And our last question from the mailbag is, uh, my cute mother-in-law keeps mentioning Antarctica and the weird stuff happening down there. What is their theory about Antarctica? Nazis. Their theory is that as the Germans were losing World War II, they created a secret base under the ice of Antarctica to continue the Third Reich. <laughs> and there's even a story, like this is a, there's this great bit of fiction about uh, a military expedition being la- launched to Antarctica and it was beaten back. And then every bit of evidence for it was like censored and silenced. And you can't even talk about the failed expedition to Antarctica because that would reveal the truth that the Nazis and their superhuman experiments and monsters and robots actually rule the South Pole and that someday yeah. soon the Nazis will burst forth from Antarctica and uh, conquer humanity. Good thing that so, doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. But No, but the but ice Nazis are a real thing. There is, oh God, I, I, it's like Above Horizon. I'm probably getting the name wrong, but there's this movie that uh, has my boy Jordan Sather in it, and ice Nazis are a big part of that movie. They oh. love the Antarctica ice Nazis. If I recall oh, correctly, this is one of those conspiracy theories that has roots in reality, which makes it partially more appealing than a lot of the other stuff, because d- didn't the Nazis have actual bases in the Arctic? They had a weather monitoring station. That they, we yeah, they had some sure. stuff like pretty far north, obviously, because that's closer yeah. to Germany and that's feasible. But like the, <laughs> like the idea of them like having the Third Reich preserved in the Antarctic seems a little crazy. <laughs> Uh, uh, above above majestic is the name of the movie that's it yeah. yep so, they, they had a couple what we found some weather monitoring state unmanned weather monitoring stations that uh at for a little bit we weren't totally sure what they were and but they, they were just to monitor the weather and <laughs> and so Still, yeah, you they, you find you find fucking Nazi kit up in there that could see imagination going and then eventually they become like antarctic super nazis and that way, yeah. their their sinister Nazi experiments can be what you use to justify when big pieces of ice shelf break off and start causing the entire <laughs> ocean to rise because it's totally not global warming. Why would it be? You're nope. you're not wrong. QAnon is amazing at being able to. They don't play hopscotch. They just like take massive like pole vaults, like with their <laughs> logic. <laughs> not one square at a time. Weird. Like we're taking this rocket to the moon. Like yeah. woo. <laughs> Yeah, but by the time the East Coast boys are up to their ankles in rising seawater, hopefully QAnon will be a distant memory. But if not, uh, long live Emperor Trump, I guess. Yes. Uh, and so finally, what are you guys looking forward to? Um, I've got a couple of things that I'm actually looking forward to. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend, I get to go see Alkali Trio and Fallout Boy. And, uh, you know, if that's not to your taste, more power to you. But uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good time. Um, a good enough time that you're using it now instead of next week when it will be like only a few days away. Yeah. Next week, I have something else I'm looking forward Painting to. Painting yourself I'm into a corner. It. Oh, no. Coming pre-prepared. Wow. What a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, man, I don't actually have anything specific that I am like that excited about currently which is sort of a drag well i I mean i have something small tomorrow a friend from out of time now from out of town is coming in to visit me we're gonna get dinner and drinks um so that's gonna be fun but you know nothing nothing too spicy like in pop culture forward as is my usual sort of to do 
Yeah. Uh, I this weekend when I'm not working, I'll be I'll be in on the uh, DC Dual Force uh, beta uh, weekend because I got oh, a beta cool. key, so I get to play some Dual Force. It's nice, Magic nice, nice. Gathering with a slightly better resource system, and it's apparently like kind of fast. People are saying, how long did game... it take you between uh, like getting in, like applying for the beta and getting in? Uh, I applied for the beta key like a week or two, like a week or two ago, and one. Um, streamer that does marvel snap and he's been trying to do dc dual force he posted on twitter he's like did anyone just get a beta key and then i just checked and boom i did so apparently he knew that a, an influx of beta keys was going out at that moment so um that's when i got it so i get to play it this weekend so that'll be fun i, I like playing because marvel snap is fine but it's just it's kind of pokemon-y there's not a whole lot of depth to it the main kind of like big play you can make is anticipating your opponent playing a card and trying to counter it. There's just not a lot of like moves and counter moves on the whole in that game. Yeah. And this game feels like it's got more keywords, more resources, more stuff. So I enjoy that. So that's going to be fun. And uh, beyond that, just celebrating my Las Vegas Golden Knights winning the Stanley Cup by beating the shit out of the Florida Panthers. Fuck you, Panthers, you goony goons that screwed the Bruins out of there running the playoffs. But you've got Ooh, we what hate was... you. Yes, but you got what was coming to you. And uh, I listening to all the people screaming about how the NHL is rigged and Vegas doesn't <laughs> deserve this and blah, blah, blah. Always. Just uh, – Cope and seethe, everybody else. Cope and seethe. Because, uh, yeah, Vegas, the, the Vegas won the title. I lived out in Vegas for five years, so I'm allowed to celebrate it. And that was fun. And they beat the shit out of Florida, too, in the final game. Nine to three. That is not a score you hear in hockey very often. So that well, was the, the um, times they are a change in. Hockey yes. is getting more high scoring. I hope so. I hope, I hope there's like uh, routine 10 piece nuggets next year in the NHL. Just putting just people getting smashed with double digits. <laughs> wow. 10 piece nuggies. Never heard that one before. Well, as it oh, relates nice. to, to the, the hockey or sports in oh, general. Well, uh, MMA and boxing, people love it when a guy lands a combination now. So they're like, oh man, he hit him with a three piece and a biscuit. And then you watch the video and it's three punches. And the guy goes down. So I wonder, <laughs> uh, like, one would imagine that that originated in UFC or MMA or whatever, because it's like, in theory, much larger and more zeitgeisty. But I have only heard that term in fighting game community, the FGC. I've heard, I've heard yeah, the term three piece and a biscuit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, as far as I know, they're the ones who got salty to go mainstream. Now everything yep. is salty all the time, always. <laughs> so yeah, maybe the UFC people stole it from the fighting game community because I've seen it like it's omnipresent in UFC commentary. Wombo combo came from Smash Brothers. Yes. <laughs> anyway, enough of that horse shit. On that note, it's time for us to gallop majestically on our proud steeds out of Hell World for the week. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. If you'd like to continue to support the show and do so slightly harder, but still for free, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast from. If you've got money and you'd like to give it to us, we will take it happily. You can visit patreon.com slash pokerpolitics to tip your dealers. Uh, anybody who tips $5 or more per month gets access to our slate of bonus content, which includes everything we have in the can already, uh, over 50 hours worth of content there, plus anything we decide to do in the future. Thank you to all of our beautiful babies. What a full crib of babies we have. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can do some good with it. Uh, we suggest a place to do so being love146.org, an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. That's in their own words. It sounds pretty cool to us. Thanks, as always, to DJ Minimal Effort for use of our intro songs. Still no social media for them. What a lad. 
However, you can find our buddy Frosty, who does all of our voiceover work on Twitter at FrostyBO. You can find the show that you're listening to, Adventures in Hellworld, on Twitter at Hellworld uh, with a Q instead of an O. Uh, I am on Twitter at HellworldL, spelled the same way. Sarge is at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Rains is, of course, at Poker Politics. So for another successful episode of the Adventures in Hellworld podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as always by the enigmatic Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. And you should be ashamed of yourself, a grown man playing a child's game. (laughs) 